it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you don't already, please go follow us on Instagram at all.pacers or on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Uh, we have all sorts of stuff going out on there all the time. As always, this is Jeremy, and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing today? Good. Pretty, pretty good. Jack, there's no Pacers loss to have you down today, so that's yeah. nice. Uh, I mean, basketball's dead to me, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways, you know? Okay, you ha- you have to be feeling better about <laughs> being swept after what the Heat have done to the Bucks in the first two games of that series, right? I, to be honest, I haven't watched basketball, paid attention to basketball, nothing since... Uh, the the sh- the sham that was the Pacers Heat series. I actually believe you, <laughs> except I don't because he was texting us during the Oklahoma City game. Last I believe night. that was the first game he's watched since the Pacers <laughs> lost. Uh, true. Um, yeah, actually it was. <laughs> oh, I know. One hundred percent was. Yeah, I needed a break from basketball. Um, and we've been grinding so hard on this all Pacers stuff, like Instagram, Twitter, everything. Uh, since the begin, since before the season even started, it's been nice to have a little bit of a break from basketball. I don't know about that. Me and Breezy have been just fine, continuing to <laughs> yeah. watch all the games. I was, you know, you it's tried great. to, you did try to schedule this podcast in the middle of the games last night, which would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, because there were two really good games. Yeah, riveting games. The uh, ending to that last game, the first game I had watched since the Pacers lost to the Heat, uh, was miserable. And again. He- to clarify, he only watched the ending because <laughs> yeah. Breezy and I were talking about it, and he decided to jump on to watch the end. I mean, and you guys made it sound like it was the greatest game of all time. It so was jumped- a really good game. game. Okay, okay. So the last two seconds lasted 14 minutes, right? They did, yes. <laughs> That's correct. Essentially, that, the, the last two seconds was an atrocity. The Thunder had the ball. Three timeouts basically were called. I think two technically from the Thunder and then one just like referee timeout so they could go over some stuff. Just terrible refereeing. Um, and terrible game planning by the coach too, Billy Donovan. Uh, they threw it into Steven Adams at the three-point line. He lost the ball in the game. <laughs> and it's like, why did I wait this whole time to watch this moment? This was It was tough. So, yeah, basketball might still be dead to me until, uh, you know, either Pacers get their second-round draft pick or we get a new coach. Hopefully it's not some random dude, but we'll see. I mean, the the greatest coaching candidate just went off the board, you know, Steve Nash. Yeah, really great pickup by the <laughs> Nets. I told Jack earlier, um, I was really wishing that we could get a coach whose most recent job was as a soccer analyst. <laughs> so we really missed out on that one. Are you all seriously down on the Steve Nash coaching job? I'm all in on it. I'm all in. I think he's going to be a really good no, coach. No, I think it's fine. It's just hilarious oh, that okay. his literal most recent job was as a soccer analyst. Hey, he real quick, that. can I give you guys two examples of point guards who were given a coaching job right after their career? Yes, I know um, who they are already. Okay, Jason Kidd. Oh, I didn't know who they were already. Um, Derek Fisher. Oh, well, they were both very bad coaches. Just want to say, just want to throw that. Who were you thinking? I thought you were going to go Isaiah Thomas, Mark Jackson. Oh, uh, great answers as well. Well, Mark Jackson was a pretty good coach. Isaiah Dang. Thomas was. Uh, was he? Was Isaiah Thomas okay? Or was? Are we just no, looking down Isaiah on him because Thomas of his general manager? Just because coach. of his general manager. I think Mark Jackson though. is overrated as a coach, but he's probably going to be the Pacers coach. So don't say. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it later. We'll get to that later. The difference between all of those guys and Steve Nash is none of them had to wait six years to get their coaching job. So he's been he's been out of the league for a while. So we'll see if that affects him. Yeah. True. Um. 
I mean, I don't want to blow the lead and like start talking about this already, but do you have one coach right now that you'd love for the Pacers? Why would you even say that? <laughs> just don't. You don't want to talk about it right now. Do you want to do something? Do you want to do side of the day before we get hey, into this? Hey, I don't want to talk about this right now, but I'm going to make you talk about it. Well, I don't know if that's what we're planning to do. I guess you know how this goes. We have stuff to do before <laughs> we can get. Just give your stat. Let's. You have to eat your vegetables before you have dessert. Yes. Well, let's get. Let's do the stat. I. What vegetables though? Broccoli. I, that is my least favorite vegetable. Okay. Um. Asparagus. Okay, I'll eat literally any other vegetable. Cauliflower. Broccoli's not my thing. I have a stat of the day for us. Can you gentlemen tell me if you remember where you were on March 26, 1997? No. I was at home. I'm going to guess Problem. home, actually. Yeah, home. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I was in Indianapolis watching the Pacers take on the Dallas Mavericks, who were definitely not the same same team they are now. Uh, and the Pacers actually won this one. Hey, there we go. So, the, you know, the Pacers season is now over, so I think that's why we're now getting a lot of Pacers wins. Mm. Oh. Historic Pacer wins. This is a truly historic game. Pacers beat the Mavericks 104-80 to and moved to 33-36 and on the season. And this one goes out to Fred Hoiberg, who was on the front page of Basketball Reference when we opened it up today. Coaching candidate, perhaps. Can we not talk about coaching yet? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're not there yet. Uh, he had his Pacers career high of 21 points. Also, his Pacers tied for a career high of with three steals in this game. Wow, multiple of three. Yeah. yeah. And multiple of seven. What? What's mm-hmm. his, uh, what was his uh, career average? N- not. Huh? Three's not a multiple of seven. No, no, no. <laughs> Seven's a prime number. Seven is a... Uh, As 21 is a is multiple of seven is what I was saying. Okay. Seven goes into 21 three okay. times. Yeah. Three goes into 21 seven times. <laughs> there we go. And okay. We'll save it for the all dot math pod. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a 21 and three from Fred Hoiberg in only 23 and a half minutes. So great what game. Did, what did he average for his career? Like four points a game? Um, 5.4. Ooh. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, 21 is a pretty good output for a guy who averages 5.4. Yeah, that's a really good output. That's like T.J. McConnell putting up a 21-point game. His best seasons were 2000 and 2001 with the Chicago Bulls. He was there in the post-Jordan era, averaged nine points both of those seasons, and they won 32 games combined. Oh, wow. both of those seasons. Oh, man. <laughs> they won 17 <laughs> in 2000. And 15 in 2001. Hey, I'm sure he's not mad about that, though, because it got him a coaching job out of uh, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I guess so, yeah. And How now, long was he there for, two years? I don't know. I love talking Some, coaches. We never talk like coaching. This is this is kind of fun today. We're I'll tell you what, though. I guarantee you he would have rather had better seasons as a player for the Bulls than have those coaching seasons there. Yeah, that's true. It, it was a rough time for him. Uh, point guard in the NBA who didn't really pan out as a coach. Yeah. yeah. There's another one. There's a, a whole lot of them. There's Mo- a long list. Some yeah. might say most of them don't pan out as coaches. Um, Nate McMillan had a, has had a good career as a coach, though. Former point guard. Combo Emphasis guard. on had. <laughs> <laughs> and also, again, that still leaves almost all other point guards that have not been coaches. Because most of them aren't coaches <laughs> after they're done playing. Um, You're forgetting all the other many thousands of point guards that have played in the NBA. That might um, be an we'll just name them all then, because if you're so confident that they haven't coached, then who are they? All of them. 
All right, let's go through them. <laughs> Alphabetical. I'm just kidding. Hey, is that your whole stat? Do you have anything else you want to add? That about is Fred my Hoiberg? whole stat. Love it, dude. It's always nice to have a Fred Hoiberg stat here on the All Pacers pod. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's the first time, and it. it just I'm pretty confident right. I can tell you it's going to be the last time yeah, too. I'm <laughs> actually okay with it being the last time. Yeah, we we are long overdue for a Crozier uh, stat of the day. Well, we'll see. <laughs> if you behave. Okay. And you haven't been so far, so. Yeah, you it's have not, not behaved so far. Shoot, Austin's like the, the stat Santa. You're like yeah. making the list. You're going to keep getting Fred Hoiberg stats if you, if you don't <laughs> straighten up. <laughs> hey, now you said he's making a list, but is he checking it twice? I Probably not. Nope. No, just checking it the one time. It just time. sounds like a Never whole thing. Never check your work. <laughs> Do it right the first time. Yeah, believe in yourself. Yeah, and just yeah. assume that you're right first time. Mm-hmm. That didn't work so well for Billy Donovan last night. Maybe if he checked his work, they would have. He kind of did. Had he a better play. <laughs> he checked it one too many times because he checked it twice. I think he checked it three times. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Um, can we start talking some bubble moments? Yeah, is, I feel like you're pretty eager to move on to different things. <laughs> You yeah. Keep, keep well, I'm, hurry I'm actually looking here. at this time. I know it's going to be tough for Austin to edit it later, but we're at we're sitting at over 10 minutes time-wise. So I'm like, well, I don't want him to just be like staring at his computer for a whole night just trying to edit this. You know, I'm looking out for Austin. Well, if I just stared at the computer, it would never get. Done. I would <laughs> never get done. Yeah, <laughs> my eyes would be eventually absorbed by the computer, and I would become one with technology. You know, but Jack does have a good point. There are a lot of Pacers games we need to get to and talk about this week. And That's we true. don't there's we don't just have to fill this with other stuff going on in the league. So good point by Jack. Let's let's move on and really get to the important stuff, the Pacers games. Yes, let's do it. I wish. Um Austin though, ab- your eyes absorbing into the screen, would that mean you would have no eyes anymore? Would they be in the screen? Would you kind of morph into the computer? I think my mind would morph in with you know because the eyes are the vessel of the heart right <laughs> that's a saying so uh, if my eyes absorb into the computer it's, it's sort of like my whole essence is there and i would just have a empty body with no eyes it would just be little flaps <laughs> where eyes used to be little skin flaps so you do lose your eyes yes yeah okay <laughs> my essence would be in the computer I don't think anything you just said made any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you never don't happened to technology, us. obviously. <laughs> I've never seen it not happen. I, I mean, I I can't prove that that's not how it works. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Exactly. So I'm on Austin's side here. I vote can with you, Austin. Can you expound on the eyes being the vessel of the heart? <laughs> yeah, well, if you see something and then your heart wants it, so it, you it, have to see something to want it, I think. Are you talking like blood vessels or like ships? Oh, both. Now I'm just I'm just more. The confused. eyes are the blood vessel ships <laughs> of the heart and to the heart. All right, now I it's, think we should move on. I it's just, a highway. I I, just, I I vote move on now. Maybe I just don't get poetry. Yeah, it's, I don't think you understand yeah, haikus, you never, poetry, or lessons. You never read Hemingway. <laughs> he did. That, that was a really good haiku. He just <laughs> he just did. Hemingway also famously not a poet. <laughs> well, he was famously an author. He was not famously not a poet. That's like saying Reggie Miller famously not a football player. That's true. I think he is famous for that. It's not a it's not 
wrong, but it's also not. He's right. most famous for starring in a Wendy's commercial. I think <sighs> that's fair. I like that commercial. It's a, a good lot. commercial. I think it's funny. Jack I'm is mad at us right now. I know. I feel like roles have switched. You guys are usually like, Jack, what are you doing? Let's go. You just picked a really weird week <laughs> to want to move on hey, to other things. Hey, no one's things. even commented on my All-Pacers jersey. I haven't seen the back. I haven't seen the back either. I just Pretty cool, huh? It was uh, Lance Stevenson. Did he, was he yeah, number he, one? Yeah, he wore number one and number six. He switched. Yeah, I just assumed it was Lance Stevenson. And that's a 16 jersey, so it's fair to assume that it was both – of his numbers. Jeremy, uh, you say that. I think this is not a actual NBA jersey. I think someone just kind of guessed on the color scheme. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I mean, no, I didn't buy this jersey at some random place. This is a real jersey. <laughs> is that the same jersey you're going to give away? Uh, we already gave that away. Oh, um, okay. Shout out to like Henry a- Henry underscore H underscore 22. Shout out. Uh, he won the jersey all the way in Pennsylvania. Hey, I was like, why are you wearing the jersey you're going to give away? <laughs> no. I would be so mad. No, no, no. Then. That jersey never touched our hands. It was from Vintage Revival Indy. Um, great uh, vintage store up in Indy if you ever want to find jerseys, hats, any mm. any cool like vintage uh, gear. It's a great place to go. You can find the link on our Instagram. We'll put it on Twitter as well. And maybe next time we'll send out a game-worn jersey. Jack will wear it during the recording of the podcast <laughs> and then send it out to you. If you're interested in that, let us know. I mean, this jersey, co- it cost me 12 bucks, so hey. it wouldn't be that expensive. And it also took five months to get to my house. It, it took a really long time. I, I also got my refund for it, but it still showed up. I can't explain it, so I guess it cost me nothing. Yeah. Well, don't say the company name. I don't know the company name. Oh, I do know the company. Anyway. I'm not going to say what it was. They're going to come <laughs> after you if they find out. I'll tell you, it's not basketball reference because we, we're still enemies with basketball reference. That is true. Gosh, we are so off topic. We should we should move on. Well, into the bubble. Yeah, let's let's do some bubble moments of the week. <laughs> Jack, I, we'll start with you. I don't I don't know yours. Yours is a surprise. So. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a, I honestly would have had nothing if I didn't watch this game last night. Eric Gordon brings the ball past half court, right? Bumps yep. into Chris Paul, who flops. Yes. Goes flying. Yes. First flop. Then Eric Gordon, who's just on the other side of half court, um, bumps into Steven Adams. They both fall, but Eric Gordon sells it. He flops. It's it's definitely a flop. Hey, shout out to IU, Eric Gordon. Then Chris Paul somehow gets the ball back, starts going towards the hoop, um, bumps into James Harden, who as a result flops there. So it's three flops straight right there. Eric Gordon, or I mean... Chris Paul finally gets the ball, shoots what could have been maybe the game winner. There's 40 seconds left at this point. Mm-hmm. Misses. It's his mid-range jumper, and he misses. He choked. It was it was a bummer. I was actually kind of rooting for them, but um, three straight flops. I was losing my mind, and uh, not an easy play to remember, but um, definitely <laughs> definitely a, definitely a fun play. Definitely not an easy play to remember. That is <laughs> spot on. Yeah, I think I kind of nailed it there first try. But uh. hey, uh, a mini bubble moment of the week for me before I get to my real one is all night last night. If you were watching those games, um, ESPN hyped up Chris Paul, his pregame speech from the previous game. They were like, "Oh, Chris Paul built for this moment. Some guys are built for the fourth quarter. Some guys aren't." And then he really wasn't built for that fourth quarter. Yeah, not a not a good look when he missed that mid range jumper. That was really close. He too. was until he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He until had he a wasn't. very good game. Up until yeah, he missed that shot. That's mostly a shot at ESPN for showing the same clip of him and his postgame presser maybe 30 times during the two games last night. It was ridiculous. Uh, I definitely heard the phrase built for this moment a lot about Chris Paul. Yeah, weird. Uh, for my real bubble moment of the week, it is the uh, video of Fred Van Vliet in the hotel hallway seeing his kids for the first time. Very cute. Just how excited 
they all were to be reunited. It was really great. And then he was really bad in their two games so far. <laughs> so I'm wondering maybe he's like, all right, you all got to get back out of here. Let's let's do that video in reverse now, him kicking his kids out of the bubble. <laughs> See ya. Maybe he can get back to playing well again. My bubble moment of the week was uh, the game seven between the Jazz and the Nuggets. A, it was a great game, nail-biter, scrappy. Uh, but a couple things after the game – um, one was just the sportsmanship between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell right after um, Murray went over and picked him up, picked up Donovan Mitchell off the court. First and they guy hugged. to. Yeah. Um, those guys, um, from what I understand, have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. They played each other at U. Isn't, is that right? Did they play each other? U of L U K? Yeah, one time. Yeah. Um, AAU, they played together. So. Um, obviously they have a long history and were, you know, proved themselves to be two of the emerging stars in the NBA, um, with their barrage of points throughout the different games in this series. Um, and then in the post game, uh, Donovan Mitchell, it may have been the first, or it was at least one of the first things he said was, um, you know, it's very hard to take this loss, obviously, but. Um, it pales in comparison to all that's going on in the country right now. Um, you know, when we continue to see all the stuff that's happening with police brutality um, and, you know, unarmed people being shot like that and the protest, um, I just thought it was so cool of him uh, to have that perspective, even in that moment when you, you lose a game seven in the way that they did. Uh to still be able to think about that, you know, I thought it was really cool of him. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they're using their platform well. It it mm-hmm. kind of just proves like how important it is that they are playing basketball right now, mm-hmm. that they get to have a voice in this way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Hey, he made a ton of money too. So shout out Donovan Mitchell, who just got paid, and deservedly so. Yeah. Yes, he is a superstar. Maybe one day can be as good as T.J. Warren, if he if he really works at it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> one day. <laughs> One of these days. All right, let's move on to some actual Pacers talk. Jack, I know you've been really excited to get into this. You've been pushing us along this whole podcast. <laughs> Don't know why, but I guess it probably is because you haven't watched the NBA at all, so you didn't know what we were talking about. I just need some Pacers news. That's what I want is some Pacers news, and I want to talk about it. Well, we have a lot of Pacers news. Yes. And we're to it. And we're going to start with Kevin Pritchard's off-season press conference. Let's do it. Uh, he didn't really say anything too exciting or new um he updated the oladipo situation a little bit he said that all he's heard is oladipo wants to stay and he'll adjust how he feels about that as he learns new information there were some social media posts this past week saying that the athletic had said something that oladipo wants out it was all fake none of it was real athletic never even posted about it i don't know where people are getting this information from yeah as with all news you find anywhere just do a quick google of the information (laughs) In that news article. And see if it's real. And you'll see if it's real. It <laughs> takes two seconds. <laughs> it's really easy. And yes. then you're not just believing everything you see on the yes, internet. Yes, so um, Oladipo has not asked out as far as we know. As of right now. Yeah, as of right now. Um, that was a false uh, source, though, that you were seeing on Instagram and, I don't know, maybe on Twitter as well. Um, but, yeah, Oladipo, there, Pritchard's talked about, like, this is his contract year coming up, 2020, 2021. Um, and Pritchard said he doesn't feel any rush to make a quick decision. 
Oladipo for the first time has an uh, autonomous choice in this whole matter. Um, which I mean, look, Oladipo, go get your money, man. Like if if you're in the NBA, like your career is not guaranteed. Go get your money. I hope the Pacers are the team that's willing to pay him. And truly, I believe that the Pacers will pay him more than any other team because of the leadership he brings. I mean, he loves the city. Also and because of contracts. And contracts, <laughs> They're yes. just able to Which is the big one. We can give him more years. We can. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll be in Indy 2021-2022. We'll see, though. Yeah, and Pritchard touched on that as well. He said it's it's completely up to Oladipo. So if, if he's trying to get out, I don't think they're going to – try and hold his heels to the fire and make him stay for a year when he doesn't want to. I think if he wants out, they'll do the right thing and move him along just because just the same as the Paul George situation. It's best for us too. Why would we wait a year, try and force him to force him to play for a season and then let him walk for nothing when if we know he's going to go, we just need to make that trade, get something back for him. Yeah, let me add to that real quick. That Paul George thing, the whole situation that happened is so rare. Like uh it's really easy for Pacers fans right now to be scared that the same thing's going to happen with Oladipo. I cannot see Oladipo forcing his way out the same way that Paul George did, and I don't think we really should think that well, way either. It's not Oladipo forcing his way out. It's the Pacers looking at the situation and making the right move for the organization. Right. Which, if you think he's going to be leaving, the right move is make a trade. Look at uh, the Clippers with Blake Griffin. They moved him to uh, Detroit. They got Tobias Harris and some other pieces back, and a couple of years later, after another couple moves, they're one of the favorites to make the the finals. So yeah, yeah. It's so a, it's the right thing to do when you know. No, yeah. Think about out. it. Uh, yeah, make the right decision. I just want to tell everyone who's listening right now: don't be, don't always assume the same thing that happened with Paul George is going to happen with the Pacers in the future. Right. Um, because that was such a rare thing that happened. And it did cut deep. I mean, we're all still feeling it. Like, we don't really trust superstars in the same way anymore as Pacers fans um, because of what happened with Paul George. So, um, Yeah, it's a completely different thing. Like, Completely different. Paul George suffered a really bad leg injury. He missed some time. <laughs> he came back, and then he wasn't sure if the Pacers could win with just, oh, wait a second. Oh, no. <laughs> this might be exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> Sheesh, man. Well, um, I just think Oladipo has more character than Paul George, so I'm just going to hey, stand by well, that. Well, we'll see. I hope so. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I ran a poll on Twitter, oh. and everybody can hop on those polls. I post uh, one probably at least once a week, more when there's games on, but there's there's no games. <laughs> so uh, the poll was just about what people think we should do with Oladipo. The options were trade him now, sign him now, like go ahead and get that deal hey, done. Hey, real quick, before you give the results, can me and Austin answer? Yeah, it, you could have waited for me to I just didn't want you options. to answer it real quick. I wanted to cut you off before you finished, so I just knew for sure. Yeah, so again, the the options were <laughs> <laughs> trade him now, go ahead and get him get the deal done now, sign him now, or wait for next offseason. You had three three options here. And uh the people said trade him now. What? The people said, "Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> what? Why? What which way would you lean?" I say sign him now so we can start building for the future with a new co- let's get this new coach in. Let's start building with Oladipo and get to know this team. I I'm thinking for I mean obviously I want Oladipo in Indiana too so that definitely influences my decision. Um but if you were going to trade him, yeah, trade him now rather than later, but dude, why are we not trying to sign him first? Breezy, where did you fall on that? Uh I would pick an option not on there and I would wait and trade him. Uh around January, wherever, All Star break ish, 
I don't think his his value is obviously not spectacular right now like it would have been two years ago. Um, it's going to be hard to trade him this year because he's, what, $21 million? Right. He's $21 million. Uh, if you're trading him, he's you'd be trading him to a contender who probably won't have a lot of money. So it'd be hard. I mean, I just don't know. Even right now, there's not going to be a, a middling team or a team like, you know, that's Charlotte Hornets caliber that's going to take him for a year. Um, so I would wait and see if you can trade him at the All-Star break and see if you can make something happen with a contender. And then maybe his value has risen by then, and, you know, you can get a nice haul of draft picks, which you can – a use or B turn into something else, you know, or sign him if his stock's risen at that point too. Sign or him to yeah, you also have the option to sign him too. Um, and I don't think I I honestly don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. The signing because Oladipo right now probably believes that he's going to be way better than he's been, and his value is going to go up like you just hit on right there. Um, and I I honestly see Oladipo waiting till the last second or until like his stock is back to where he wants it to be. Yeah, there's. He's not going to be signing anything until next offseason, for yeah. sure. And I don't think the Pacers want to either because he was – whatever he thinks he's worth right now, he's not Yeah, after this season. So. Definitely. I mean, I sources say he thinks he's worth the veterans' minimum. Oh, well, then lock <laughs> him up for <laughs> life. <laughs> a 10-year veterans' minimum. Deal. Lock him down for 10 years. Hey, we don't have a source that said that. Just want to clear that up. That was a joke. Thank yeah, you. nobody <laughs>, laughs. Uh, let's move on to some of the other things Pritchard said. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me was he expected the trade market to be really active this offseason. So along with the new coach, you can expect to see a lot of moves, I think is what he was implying. And he thinks there's creative ways to use the limited cap space to bring in new guys that they like. Um, yeah, definitely going to be an active trade market and probably for the Pacers with our cap situation right now and like we've hit on before with Herb Simon and um, the mall industry as it is right now I honestly we all agree there there's going to be some kind of financial move that happens for the Pacers they can talk all they want that they are going to go into the luxury tax we don't buy it I don't want to put words in your guys mouth but we've talked about this so much um, so yeah I think the trade market is going to be active Kevin Pritchard and it's he's probably talking like that because he's already set feelers out there yeah and if you listen to our podcast last week we did our percentage breakdown of if we think guys will be back or back or not and I think if we redid that again after hearing that news I think some of the percentages would probably go down oh definitely just across the board just based on the fact that they're willing to be active members of the trade market this offseason yeah Doug McDermott would probably go down from 80 percent mm-hmm. um Sabonis so would probably go down from ninety percent. His his could be there, but Turner's at eighty five percent for us. That's probably going to go down too. I bet you had a lower number than me, anyways. For who? I, for Miles Turner? I think I had a lower number for all these people. <laughs> <laughs> I know we agreed on the one hundred percent, but yes, I think a lot of those numbers are going to be lower, minus the one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the only other news is the big news from the past week and that is the Pacers officially fired coach Nate McMillan after previously signing him to an extension he uh got swept obviously 3 and 16 in the playoffs with the Pacers obviously not great holy moly <laughs> he's terrible 
Four straight years, man, losing in the first round. I mean, the Cavs series that we went to seven against LeBron James, we outscored the Cavs um, by 44 points in that series. That sucks. As a coach, like, I mean, he could have done more in that situation. There was the goaltending. Um, Oladipo had a play, too, that wasn't called on the other end. But um, that was that's the highlight of his, like, playoff career in Indy. That's not that's not good. That's not what you want as a, a coach. I mean, especially, like, we're finishing really well in the East every year. We're making the playoffs. We perform really well in the regular season. And, yeah, there's been injuries, obviously. But, like, win some games other than that one year. Like, why are you getting swept three of the four years? Yeah, a lot of people defending him and saying he should have kept his job. Their arguments are this year, no Lamb and Sabonis in the playoffs. Last year, no Oladipo in the playoffs. And then the Cavs series where it could have gone either way and it just broke the wrong way for the Pacers. And then the year before was just th- that year. I, I don't know how you can defend that one. But the, the point is, how are you not winning eight game? How are you dropping four games to the Heat in this series? How are you dropping – Four games last year. It's at some point you got to say, okay, that's that's enough. We've seen what you can do, and we're gonna have to move on. Well, yeah, and we've talked about it too. Like we've not seen creativity. I I want to talk about Nate McMillan more, like what what I thought of him as a coach and what we've seen in the aftermath of his firing. Um, do you want to talk about it? Or yeah, do you we just, can. Or yeah. do you just want to go ahead and do that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so obviously he's not creative enough on offense or defense. We can't protect players on defense, and then offensively, like. We're not when Sabonis is out. We're not doing pick and rolls with Miles Turner frequently enough. Even when we've seen that it works, you know. Like if you have a big man like that, yeah, do something with it. Um, and since he's been fired, not a single player has posted about Nate McMillan as a coach from the Pacers um, since he's left, which is mm-hmm. weird, right? And I think Brogdon was the only one that posted anything about him getting the extension. Am yeah, I right on that as well. Yeah, weird. Um, Miles Turner posted something on Facebook about Nate McMillan, but he doesn't run his Facebook account. Um, so, like, first of all, when you see something like that, if this is a coach, I mean, he's been there four years. For Miles Turner, that's been four years. Um, yeah. Oladipo, three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, these guys have been around him this much. Like, you would think they'd say something about him, right? Like, hey, thanks, coach, for all you've done. Like, that's all you got to say, right? Maybe just yeah. make an Instagram story. Weird. Um, so that kind of tells me, like, first of all, there were four players allegedly that were frustrated with, um, Nate McMillan as a coach, mostly saying like they aren't switching on defense enough. They're not being creative enough on defense. Um, I don't know those four players. Do you have any idea who those could be? Yeah. It's, uh, Victor Oladipo is one for sure. Yeah. Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday and Malcolm Brogdon, I believe are the other two other ones. Justin Holiday is the one I'm confident about. Yeah, I think another one is Malcolm Brogdon. And if I had to guess, just by watching some on-court behavior, the final one would be Miles Turner. Okay. Because if you saw him get into it with Aaron Holiday a couple times, and obviously he wasn't being used correctly yeah. in the playoffs. So I agree with that. I think he would I be think, the fourth guy. Yeah, I think Aaron Holiday could be one of them too. Uh, if I was him, I'd be frustrated. Well, if he's one of them, he's frustrated for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> he he needed to be a lot better, and he wasn't. Right. Um. So th- – players were frustrated look we signed him to that one-year extension we were kind of just reworking the deal a little bit or the Pacers were I keep saying we were not in the organization but um the deal was reworked they kind of changed their mind fired him uh right after the extension doesn't really make sense I'm sure financially it was okay like they're they're not going to make well I'll push back on that a little bit oh yeah actually let me no no no. I'm gonna pump the brakes no. a little bit there <laughs> I would argue the thing that makes 
less sense is the extension. Why yeah. extend him when you did? Why not wait till after the playoffs to get that extension done? Yeah, don't they have to pay him now? Uh, yeah, I, for the year because that money would if it yeah because they signed. I guess it would become guaranteed as soon as it's signed, right? Him and Monte Ellis, man. Unless unless it's I don't know if coaches work the same way as player contracts where it's not actually guaranteed until you can sign it in the off season. But if it if it is guaranteed, yeah, that's another season of pay yeah. you have to give to him. So if so, how stupid is that? to sign a guy for for like three days or whatever. Right. And now it's we're locked into millions of dollars. It just shows you that they changed their mind completely. It was bad timing. That's it why that's why I say that one makes less sense yeah. than the firing. The firing clearly. makes perfect sense. The extension yeah. is the only thing that makes the firing make less sense, and the extension by itself didn't really make a lot of sense. Right, and even when he signed the extension or when they offered the extension and he accepted it, um, we were thinking like, I guess this makes sense because like he has had injuries. Yeah. But we don't really want him as our coach at the same time. Um, so I mean, I really I can't imagine the Pacers were like even slightly confident about the extension. Like they fired him three days later. Um, yeah. It's just weird. Just the whole the whole situation was weird. No, and Kevin Pritchard kind of gave voice to that a little bit in the press conference where he said uh, he and Herb Simon both looked at that series and they're like we have to be better than this and we have to do the right thing right now. We can't wait and put it off and try again next year. They were like, we just need to go ahead and make this move. You got to capitalize. We're in the zone right now, age-wise, of our players where, like, we got to go for it now. Yeah. And you can't have a bad coach when you're doing that, a bad in-game coach. Exactly. Yeah. I guess a bad playoffs coach because we always do pretty well in the regular season. But Well, I mean, 40 and 40 or 45 and 40, however, whatever the – Hey, fourth seed in the East. Like, they're fine. They're fine they're records. Fine, yeah. I wouldn't say they're really good records. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and segue right into that coaching search then. Ooh. There's a lot of names being thrown about. Just today from some Heat blogs, who I, I assume are reputable. I don't have any reason not to believe them. It got picked up by other uh, Pacers blogs. So as far as I know, it's, it's real. Uh, Dan Craig a member of the Heat staff. He was a coach of their G League team in 2015-16. He was coach G League Coach of the Year and won the championship that year. Apparently has an interview with the Pacers, also being interv- interviewed by the Bulls, though. So we'll see where that goes. He's the latest name that's been thrown out there. How do you feel about him before we move on to the other ones? I, I mean, I honestly don't know him. Like, sure, I trust the Pacers in this decision. Um, well, you- I assume it's Daniel Craig that played James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I think right? it, it probably is. Yeah, if I'm that's the case, yes, bring him in. Yeah, let's get James Bond. Let's as our Why is coach. he not our coach already? Let's and go. And if it's not James Bond, I will be severely disappointed. <laughs> Just some random guy <laughs> named Dan Craig. Good old Dan Craig. Man, that's um, a very generic name. Yeah, Dan but Craig. Daniel Craig, that changes everything. It does. Yeah, Dan Craig is a boring dad. He's Daniel Craig Council, yeah. is James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I can like if you're having a baby, I could see his name being Daniel, not Dan. Like this is baby Dan. So maybe Dan's more of a professional name than Daniel. Maybe. But <laughs> Dan Craig, he's been a part of that Heat organization for 17 years. So he's come up the same way uh Eric Spolster has as part of Riley's team. He learned the ropes the same way Spolster has and he's been an assistant there for a while. So I imagine it's – I don't want to just say he's the next Eric Spolster because there's no way to know that. But 
he has all the makings of being the next Eric Spolstra if there was to be one. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's one name that we've heard. We've heard a lot of Mike D'Antoni talk. Yeah, he's he's been the big name that's out there. And I've I've honestly haven't seen him linked to other teams as much as I've seen him linked to the Pacers. Yeah. Which usually when you get a big coaching name that possibly will be out there, they're usually not linked to the Pacers. Mike D'Antoni is also 70 years old. It sounds like the Rockets are ready to get rid of him because the he, GM could he leave. He cannot be 70 years old. He's 70. He's over 70. Yeah, he's pretty old. He's, is, he might be the oldest coach in the league right now, too. Well, have you seen Greg Popovich? I've seen Greg Popovich. Uh, no they're way. one and two somewhere. I, I think it's just one. I'm sure Popovich is older now that you say that. But Mike D'Antoni is very old. He's an old man. He's in his 70s. Uh, would that be don't a, mean he can't coach. Doesn't mean he can't coach. He doesn't look. He looks like a young 70. You guys are both wrong. He's 69. Nice. Oh. Wow, really? Yep. Nice. That's, that's crazy. Well, hey, I uh, was wrong. I'll admit it. I'll will be the be, first to admit Will it. he be 70 by the time the season rolls His around? His birthday is May 8th. Okay, so he's got a while to be 69. Yeah. Yeah, good for he's him. He's doing 69 for a while. The general manager, Daryl Morey in Houston, has been what seems to be a short rope or short leash for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when that happens, you see the GM uh, go, f- like, try to fire the coach, change something up, like, put the blame on them a little bit, like, make it look that way. Um, I don't know if it's conscious or not. It's just, like, it, it makes sense to do that. Um, and, look, the Rockets just made it past the first round. Who knows how they're going to do against the Lakers? Um, probably not beat the Lakers. We'll see. But um, 538 says that they will. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, did they factor in that Rondo's going to be back? That Yes, their player ratings forecast says that the finals will be the Celtics and the Rockets. Hey, real quick on player ratings. Uh, the new 2K has TJ Leaf at a 76 overall. 2K ratings are... Dude. <laughs> garb- I don't play 2K. He's over, he's over Justin Holiday, um, Doug McDermott, and like a bunch of those other guys. Weird. So, we're organizing a letter-writing campaign. Please write into 2K... <laughs> Tell them how wrong they are. DJ Leaf should be a 55. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> it is. Um, uh, but back to the the Rockets' chances. I I feel like at this point in his career with the Rockets, it's go to the finals or you're out of here. Right. That's, and that's how I think it is. Uh, maybe if they get to the Western Western Conference Final and go to seven again, but still, how many times are you going to do that in a row before the Rockets, who want to win, they feel like they can win with James Harden. They're, they're going to make a move sooner rather than later with him. Right, and uh, I agree with that whole thing. The longer he lasts in the playoffs, though, like, who knows? Maybe the Pacers, like, with all these interviews we're going to start doing, like, we might find our guy before we even get a chance to interview D'Antoni because he lasts so long in the playoffs. Um, so I think he'll find a new home because I don't think they're getting past the Lakers. Um, I don't think it's going to be an indie. Um, but we'll if, see. We'll if see. they take the Lakers to six or seven, I think – or maybe you know just with the weirdness of the season you have the shutdown and then Westbrook has been hurt for a long time now uh i think they'll run it back these are all the same talking points that we had with McMillan exact exact same They're talking the exact points exact same points yeah but Houston's had some relative success though that's true but it's Nate still McMillan has had no success <laughs> they've it's okay it says here Houston's made it to something called the second round 
They were just in the conference finals two years ago. Oh, well, I don't even know what that is. What, the second round? <laughs> What's the second <laughs> oh, round? Oh, I get it. You're doing a, a bit uh, about the Pacers <laughs> being bad. Uh, 2014, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Don't Thank forget that, you. Jack. I'm Jack. I was talking to myself. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, we'll see. He might get interviewed for the Pacers job. I, I mean, I assume that he will. We'll just see how far along we are in the process as an organization. Well, Jack, you just said that you don't think he'll get the Pacers job. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the Nets filled their role to today with Steve Nash, and they announced that Jacques Vaughn would be staying on as lead assistant there. Bummer. That would have been fun to have Jacques Vaughn. Well, especially Steve Nash, though. It would have been fun to have him. So other openings in the, around the league right now are Chicago, New Orleans, and Philadelphia. Um, maybe So the only other place that would open up would be the Rockets if they fired Dan Tony. I haven't heard any rumblings of anybody else looking to be fired this season. I don't know if you guys have heard anything. I haven't heard anything. So it's looking as of right now that these will probably maybe be the only openings. But there's always a chance Frank Vogel gets fired. He's coaching LeBron. That's true. You never reunion. know. Reunion. We could have a reunion right there. The great coach, Frank Vogel. So uh, let's let's go over some of these names that are out there that we could maybe be looking for as the next Pacers head coach. Uh, I think the Pacers need to take a chance on somebody, make a splash. That is not what they did with the Nate McMillan hiring, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Uh for anybody who wants Mark Jackson to coach the Pacers, I know I joked about it earlier. I don't think that's a great hire. Yeah, hey, go ahead and pump the brakes on those people who want Mark Jackson. We're going to pump the brakes on all of you we out are, there. We're humbly pumping the brakes. Humbly on Mark pumping Jackson. the brakes. Ooh, I am not humble about it. Let's, hey, play the sound effect. <laughs> Once again, for some reason, when we pump the brakes, we wreck. <laughs> you were going very fast, and you skid. Oh, and your car flipped, and it exploded. Oh, the carnage. We, we're working on explaining to Breezy how cars work. He's never driven one before. so he I only take public transit. I only understand. take trains and buses. <laughs> He's a big train guy. You know this. Do buses, I... come, do buses come to this neighborhood? <laughs> school buses do. <laughs> oh, you take school buses. You got to get where you got to get. You well, uh, let's talk about this after the podcast because we probably got to change that. You're a little too old for school buses. Well, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you pumping the brakes on there, Jack? Oh, I'm saying let's pump the brakes on people who want Mark Jackson as the head coach of the Pacers. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Nate McMillan was already an established coach um, in the league, and we knew what he was capable of as a coach. I mean, there's always chance like he gets the right team and it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he'd already been coaching, never won a championship. And it's just one of those old coaches that's just not an exciting hire. And I don't, I don't want that as a Pacers fan. I, I want something fresh and new, like you're saying. So yeah. what's someone you'd want to take a chance on? I'm going to throw out two big names. Maybe they're not big names, but they're two names I think the Pacers should definitely go after. And then a third who I think may be a nice possibility. The first two are Becky Hammond, assistant coach with the Spurs, and Sam Cassell, assistant coach with the Clippers, and obviously was – a uh, really good point guard in his day, uh, played, won a title in Houston in the 90s, uh, played on a lot of good teams. Um, I think that they would both be really good coaches. Sam Cassell, another point guard, you know. Becky Hammond obviously has been with the Spurs for a few years now, uh, and it looks like she is on track to get that job once Popovich retires. Who knows if it's this year, next year, whatever. 
but they also have Tim Duncan now as an assistant coach. I was going to say, the one thing that's stopping her from getting that job is Tim Duncan. Yeah. I feel like is definitely the heir apparent in San Antonio. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's the guy. So I'm sure whoever Popovich wants to be the next coach will be the next coach there. And if Becky Hammond's gone, then he doesn't have to make a very hard decision like that. So, yeah, I think she'd be a great hire. Obviously, first woman head coach in NBA history. Uh, really, I think would be the first female head coach of any like male professional sport. Is that? I think you're right. Yeah. So Pacers would be making history. It'd be a big splash, obviously, and it's something new and exciting, which is what I think that this team that has, you know, the Pacers have had moderate success, but the style of play, the uh, lack of playoff success over the last, you know, six years has not been very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, you know, I don't don't know how much blue-collar gold swagger still gets thrown around, but I don't. I don't really love it for a, a team in 2020. No, it was great for 2014. Yeah, it's not great for 2020. Yeah. So those are two two names for me: Becky Hammond and Sam Cassell, and then uh, Kenny Smith. I know has oh, been thrown around in. Maybe it was both head coach and GM talks last summer. Uh, I know he's talked about how he's. Uh, how Ma- Masai Ujiri mentored him a bit uh, one season up in Toronto. Um, I think that's somebody who can relate to players very very well. Uh, obviously, like Sam Cassell, having played in the league before, having been a, a guard in the league, won titles, he knows what it takes. Um, obviously, has no coaching experience at all either, uh, but that's another guy I think that, that you could bring in and make a splash with and – Create some things. That's create some cool chemistry. Name. Yeah, I haven't even thought about Kenny Smith. That's a that's a good name you threw out there. Yeah, uh, Kenny Smith and Sam Cassell hadn't made my tiers of coaches that I like. I have three tiers. Oh, we'll, you do? Yes. We'll okay, good. I'm glad you but did that. A name who's in my first tier is Becky Hammond, and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a little bit from Greg Doyle here, great journalist with the Indy Star. You should read the article he put up about Becky Hammond today. Um, he said on Twitter, the Pacers were the first ones, the first team to sign a female player back in 1979 they signed a female player and in Myers you can look her up they were the first to hire a female assistant GM Kelly Krasoff Kraskopf sorry it's a hard <laughs> name to say a German there's a lot of K's in there Kraskopf <laughs> that sounds good to me hey but first one assistant GM and the first to hire a female GM in Nancy Leonard oh. that would be Slick Leonard's wife yeah so why not be the leaders to be the first ones to sign a female coach as well? That's Yeah, that's great analysis. I, I think, hey, why not? Let's do it. And then he in his article, he said she's a three-time college All-American, 16-year pro, six-time All-Star. She won a gold medal, def, a lock for the Hall of Fame already. And she's been an assistant coach in San Antonio since 2014. She, she won the... She won the Summer League yep. the, the, when she was a coach of their Summer League team. Like, there's... You're not going to find very many people with a better resume than she has. So there's uh, no reason not to hire her. Yeah. Well, can we hear some of your tiers? Because I'm excited. I have some names I don't I don't think you're going to have on your list um, that I'd love to throw in there at certain points too. But can we hear some of your tiers? Yeah. Well, I got three tiers. Oh, sweet. What What do you call them? Uh, tier one, two, and three. Okay. 
<laughs> tier one, I had Mike D'Antoni, obviously, Becky Hammond, and Kenny Atkinson. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good coach. Yeah. I think for some reason he gets a bad rap for his last year in, in Brooklyn when they took his team away and said, hey, coach Kyrie Irving. <laughs> like Nobody's going to handle yeah. that really well. That's a bad situation. To throw uh, didn't that uh, David Blatt handle that pretty well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Cleveland. <laughs> Everybody always has a great experience with Kyrie. That's what I've learned. Uh, tier two, our good friend Dan Craig. You know. Yes. Uh, yes. Heat assistant, not Terminator. Um, James Bond. Yeah. What's why very I think Terminator? <laughs> very different superheroes. And then it also in tier two, I have Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich. Oh, we have seen some Greg Popovich rumors There's, that he's leaving San Antonio. There are rumors out there. I have him in tier two because, like, he'd be a good coach, but he's he's old. I don't think he was last very long. Also, I'm not sure he wants to coach anywhere else besides San Antonio, so he might just retire if they're done with him yeah, right now. Yeah, I think he's a no. There. I think he's a no, but, hey, let's offer him $30 million a year and then see what happens. So that's he's in, he's in <laughs> tier two just because, like, if he was a real candidate, he'd be in tier one just because of the pedigree there. I don't think he's a real candidate, so he's in tier two. Uh, Obviously, if he wants to come coach the Pacers, he's allowed to come coach the Pacers. Yeah. Tim Duncan in tier two because I prefer Becky Hammond to Tim Duncan, oh, honestly. Okay. And then uh, tier three, I have Mark Jackson, <laughs> very last name. I wouldn't have included him except for some reason his name is being tossed around yes, a lot. For, well, it, it makes sense. He's a former coach who had pretty good success in the NBA, and he is maybe the greatest point guard in Pacers history. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kidd is another guy whose name gets tossed around a lot. Uh, I read today he has interest in the Sixers job, though, so I'm, I'm oh, not gosh, sure. Dude, yeah, he can, if I'll allow him to go to the Pacers. Sixers. I don't. I wouldn't. <laughs> he's in tier three for a reason. I yeah, you don't want. Jason don't really Kidd. want Jason Kidd. You know what, man? The Sixers at this point they can hire anybody and they're going to be a better team. Brett Brown's the worst coach in the NBA. <laughs> so yeah, hire Jason Kidd. Go for it. I don't. I don't care. Go for it. Uh, another name in tier three is Chauncey Billups. Oh, I was gonna say uh, that. That's okay. a good one. I would. I think he'd be a good coach. He's exploring. He's exploring getting into coaching. Yeah. And he would be brand new to coaching, so that's why I have him down in tier three. The final name in tier three is Reggie Miller. Oh, okay, nice. I was waiting for it. But why tier three? Because I don't want him to be the coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't really know. don't. I don't think he'd be a very good coach. Would he get more Wendy's commercials if he were the coach of the Pacers or less? He'd get less. He'd have less airtime. Yeah, no, no. And here, here's the thing with both him and Kenny Smith. I don't know why a guy would leave a TNT job. Like, those jobs are so good. And yeah, I don't, they I don't really know. The last, I don't know. I can't ever think of anybody who left a TNT <laughs> job and then went on to have coaching success. That's true. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. <laughs> oh. Jack <laughs> was, like, was a little lost there. Jack was puzzled. That was a while ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but he had, he'd done the TNT job for a long time, or he'd been in broadcasting for a long time. Mm-hmm. He did a studio show as well, I believe. So it's when you're when you're a guy like Reggie Miller, he he has a ton of fun doing that broadcast. So I'm not sure he's looking to get away. I don't mm-hmm. know how you could leave that studio show if you're Kenny Smith, because that thing has to be the most fun anybody has anywhere around basketball. Unless you're the fourth mm-hmm. fiddle, if you're the fourth fiddle on that TNT show, like maybe keep going. Shouldn't you explore it? Maybe no. I don't know. I would explore it. I'd explore it. Like you might as well, you right? You can be a head coach. You can explore it, but you're really good at that TNT job. Like it. Like, are you going to be really good as a head coach? Money, though. maybe. I, I'm pretty sure they get. He paid, can. They he, get paid really well on that show. He oh, would okay. for sure have a spot. Like if he got fired, 
he would be have a spot again instantly. They would probably play replace him with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Oh no, and there's no way. They they are not replacing anybody with Dwayne. I don't think Dwayne Wade's going to be back next year. He's been rough. On on the, on the TNT, TNT show, thing? yeah, he's been rough. I can almost guarantee that it would oh be my him. Gosh. Uh, I could see Baron Davis. Oh, oh he's that would be fun. He's good on there. He's really good on there. Yeah, that would be very fun. Uh, they'd probably replace someone if they left with like a Candace Parker, though, right? Oh yeah. Ooh, that's another. Don't good you one. think? Yeah. yeah. I think Dwayne Wade's completely out of the question for TNT. Just my hunch. I wouldn't say he's out of the question. Okay. Just because he's been on there before. Yeah. Same way, I feel like they're gonna hire Draymond Green as soon as he's out of the oh, league. Oh, no, yeah, be, Draymond's the oh, answer. Dude, yeah. It's gonna That's be terrible when they hire him. <laughs> he's not good on that show. No. Can I throw out some more names of coaches that have been exploring? Yeah. Uh, head coaching jobs or some that we. I mean, the two names I was gonna throw out there were uh, Chauncey Billups and Reggie, um, but you just mm-hmm. said them. And look, Reggie's in your tier three. I'd put him in tier two. Do you want Reggie to coach the team? I think it'd just be fun. It'd be easy content for us too on uh, all do Pacers. You, spot. Do you remember? How upset you were last week when we got swept in the playoffs? I don't so like to think about that, Jeremy. So do you want a fun team that doesn't do well in the playoffs again? No, I want a good team, and that's why I think we should hire Reggie Miller. Here's what you don't want. I don't think Reggie Miller wants to coach the Pacers, and I don't think the Pacers want him either, because if it goes bad, yeah. then you know, then it's like, oh, he's the greatest Pacer of all time, but also he was a horrible coach, and now you kind of have this complicated relationship. Yeah, that's a good way to look don't at it. Don't complicate your relationship. Keep all the memories good. <laughs> hey, um, so let's just name some names and then just tell me what tier you want them to be in. Okay, because I think we're all in agreement. Will you give your tier one real quick one more time? Yeah, it was Mike D'Antoni, Kenny Atkinson, and Becky Hammond. Yeah, those are the those Not are my... necessarily in that order. All right, but let's let's name the tiers. So tiers of joy. <laughs> uh tiers tiers of of hotness, like you ate some hot wings. Oh, so that's a good te- one, yeah. Tears of heat and... Tears of sorrow. Tears of sorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, So, yeah, I, I I can't imagine. I'm trying to think if I would put Reggie over any of those three. No. I think those are the top three. I, I love Reggie. I'd love him to come back to the organization and play a role in that in some way. Mm-hmm. So probably, probably not as good as those three, though. He's a tear of joy for you. He's a tear of joy no, he's a uh, tier, he's of a tier of, of hotness heat. of heat. Yeah, the tier me. of heat is like, oh, these wings are really good, but they burn my mouth, yeah. so I don't know how to feel about it. Yes, I'll put him in my uh, heat tier. Okay. Um, so some of the other names that are being thrown around, I'm assuming these are all going to be tier three because you didn't even mention them, or maybe even tier four, which is you just don't care about it. Um, Jeff Van Gundy, I, I'd say tier two. Yeah, probably tier two. Yeah, his name's been thrown around a lot. Uh, Tyron Liu. No, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I am in agreement there. I'd put him in the second tier. You'd put him in tier two? I think Tyron Lue gets a lot of heat, and, like, he won a title. Yeah, but he won a title with the best player in the league. Okay, but he was down 3-1. He, he, took, he took over that team, like, in the middle of the season. I, I mean, I think there's something to be said about it. I, I just, I don't Went to the finals again the next year. Yeah, it's all good points. I just I don't love him as a head coach. Just some other names that I I wanted to throw out there. Um, Meta World Peace wants to get into coaching. No, with the Pacers. No, there's no way, right? He's probably tier four. Oh, the Pacers would never hire. Yeah, him. Yeah, they're not going to hire him. <laughs> what about a guy like David Fisdale? Oh, I was I was that? thinking about that earlier. Yeah, I always felt like Fisdale didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, I agree with that. He uh, 
He had a good run with the Grizzlies. And then I don't hold anything anybody ever does with the Knicks against them because that organization is a tire fire. Yeah. yeah. That was a bad choice for if you've been fired from a job, don't ever pick up a Knicks job after that because that one's probably not going to work out either. And, like, if you get your two chances in the NBA as a coach and they both end poorly, it's going to be tough to get back. Yeah. The uh, the thing with him would be he is another grit and grind guy. He's, the like, the Memphis mentality sort of thing. So, I mean, maybe it could work here with the Pacers. We know we had, as you said, the blue-collar gold swagger earlier in the decade. Kind of want to move off of that. They are looking for a mo- more modern approach. So, it would just depend on what he would bring to the front office. I mean, he is from that, game plans. that Pat Riley kind of pipeline. Yep. So I mean, there's always you know hope for. I mean, he was he was one of the assistant coaches for the LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh teams too. Yeah. So like, I mean, that was an exciting team. Yep. So I mean, he knows what it is, what it's like to coach players like that. And, um, yeah, grit and grind was a thing, but who knows? Like, I'm sure he's willing to change. Um. So yeah, I don't really see any other n- real names out there. There's a bunch of assistant coaches interviewing for the Bulls job soon. It looks like, um, like Ime Udoku mm-hmm. or Adoka. I can never say his name. Yudoka. He wouldn't be. A, yeah, he'd be pretty good. Yeah, coach, he's like the one that stands out to me here on this list. Wes Unsell Jr., Roy Rogers from the Bulls. <laughs> I mean, that's a cowboy. <laughs> Roy Rogers. <laughs> he might be. That's yeah, that's definitely a cowboy. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I don't know who is. If you were the Pacers right now and you had to make a decision as your coach, Jeremy and Austin, I'll ask both of you, Jeremy, who would you pick? I would pick Becky Hammond right now. Austin. Becky Hammond. I agree. I'm picking Becky Hammond. I think it'd just be great, uh, not like just because she's a woman, but because, I mean, she has what it takes. She has a great resume, and like, let's take a chance on her. I mean, she could be a really great coach. Yeah, literally the only reason you would look at her resume and say, uh, I don't want her as a coach is because she's a woman, and you can't let that hold you back. If you think she's going to be the best coach, you need to sign her, and I think she would be the best coach. Mm-hmm out of the likely available candidates that we have here. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Just a heads up, moving forward, we're going to be a little less frequent over the off offseason. Uh, anytime any relevant Pacers news breaks, we will be here with a podcast episode to keep you all updated. We'll still be coming around to do our, our regular podcast, just a little less often. Uh, as you know, the Pacers are out of the playoffs. There's Too soon, Jeremy. Possibly going to be a very long off season. We might not be back till January. Who knows? But the content will still be coming at you. So watch for it. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at all dot pacers and at all underscore pacers to keep you updated there. We are always pumping out content on those platforms. And we'll see you soon. Peace out. Bye. about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent